0: Today at 10.30, 10.30 a.m., I will be watching a real live football practice involving real live Steelers, brand new to the uniform, brand new to the city, and it's going to be a blast. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of penguins and pirates where you found this rookie mini camp is what it's called. That makes it sound way more serious than it actually is. You're not going to see, hear, or read anything about some spectacular play that this kid or that kid made. And for every time anyone asks a question, whether it's of me or anybody else who was there, about how so-and-so looked, you're not going to get much of a response. It's an orientation. They're showing the kids around. They're making them familiar with their coaches, with how they do business, with the facilities, with the weight room, with the locker room, with the cafeteria, with the chef who works in the cafeteria, who, by the way, is a listener of this program. That is what happens at these things. Now, yes, they're going to be out there on the grass. It's going to look and sound somewhat like a football practice, but it's not going to be anything that anybody can evaluate. It's going to be, for the most part, fun. And I know it's going to be fun for me to see Broderick Jones out there, to see Joey Porter Jr. in the same place his dad had practiced all those years, to see Keanu Benton, to see... Darnell Washington in real life, looking larger than life. All of that's going to be great. But I'm also here today to share with you that there are players that we shouldn't forget about who were rookies last year, but really didn't get on the field very much for various reasons and who I think are going to enter the 2023 season as kind of rookies, for lack of a more graceful way to describe that. Because when I think of Mark Robinson, I don't think of someone whose rookie year we can evaluate. When I think of DeMarvin Leal, who's probably out there more than anyone I'm going to mention, I definitely don't think of him that way. And Calvin Austin III never made it onto the field. Never even really practiced. But all three of those players, especially the third, especially Austin, I think are going to be big parts of the Steelers this fall in different ways and to different extents but big parts all of them starting with robinson what can you expect at point park university in downtown pittsburgh respect rigor relevance that's the point park pledge you'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready relevant skills visit pointpark.edu to learn more Robinson is a player the Steelers don't otherwise have, meaning he's an aggressive, rabid, you might say, inside linebacker with an incredible an uncanny, actually, ability to close on whoever's got the football. I don't believe that can be coached. I don't believe that's something that can be uh, developed over time. I believe you've either got that or you don't. This kid has got that. Now, what he doesn't have is a lot of the instinct that you'd want for a a modern inside linebacker to have. He's not going to be someone who instinctively goes out and cuts off the screen pass, who goes sideline to sideline, who will effortlessly follow a tight end off the line of scrimmage. He's going to be a project in that area. It might be a long-term project from some stuff that I've heard, but it also might not be because if you design the defense a certain way, if you coach the players that you have, to use a phrase that I use all the time, instead of the ones that you wished you had, then you can find a role for Robinson in the same way that Mike Tomlin, Terrell Austin, and Brian Flores did that second-to-last game this past season in Baltimore. You know which one I'm talking about. They needed to keep the Ravens from running. They knew Robinson could do that. They also knew he couldn't do a whole lot else with his limited action. He'd only gotten a helmet five times all season, but they wanted him to just focus on one thing. He did that following week. He was rewarded. He's out there against Cleveland. The Browns saw right through him. They threw right around him. He couldn't even handle some open field stuff. That'll come with time, but he is going to feel to a lot of us like a rookie. So will Leal. Please don't make the mistake that Benton's got some kind of spot locked up on the defensive line. I don't believe that he does. I don't get the indications from the Steelers that he does. He might. He might earn it in Latrobe, but he's going to have to earn it. And one of the players he's going to have to beat out is Leal, and I'm not so sure that he will. The Steelers do like him. They just sometimes will send mixed signals about him. You might recall that in the pre-draft press conference a couple of weeks ago, I asked Tomlin specifically about Leal and what he saw in him from a positional standpoint. Is he someone who could bounce outside, bounce inside? And instead of saying, we see him definitively as this, or we expect him to be this or this, he gave back uh, an unusual answer for him, which was just that, "I I don't have that answer for you yet. And he didn't mean that as in he was trying to keep a secret, he meant that as in, There's stuff we got to figure out yet. Remember, that was before the draft, before Benton was selected. But it still told me that they didn't have a full grasp on even what they want him to be. But he's going to be on the field. And he's going to make an impact, I think. And as such... He's going to feel like a rookie. But again, neither of these guys, not Robinson, not Leal, is going to touch the impact that Austin can have if that foot has healed. Austin is going to be the guy that Matt Canada utilizes in those jet sweeps. Austin is going to be the guy, maybe the only guy on that offense who's got that breakaway feel to him, something the Steelers have been missing offensively for a long time now. Think about this. I'm talking about breaking those 60, 70 yarders, even if it's only two or three of them in a season. Those make massive differences. Steelers haven't gotten that at all. Need I remind anyone that the resident number one wide receiver on this roster still had exactly zero touchdowns to his name? this past season, that P. Deontay Johnson, of course. At some point, you've got to have someone. It's not your running back either. I love Najee Harris. I love what he's going to bring to this team. He's never been, including in college, the guy who breaks off really long runs. Jalen Warren's got a better chance of doing that. Just that one specific thing. But if you've got someone, anyone, on the offensive side of the ball who has that ability to see grass to follow grass wherever it might take you that's a weapon and a half and we've never even seen him really other than the very very beginning in latrobe true rookie really when we come back j1q Today's J1Q comes from Benjamin Cohen, who says, Hey DK, have you evaluated Glenn Thomas' offensive scheme that he used in college? It seems like he specializes in running stretch runs and boot play action, with players actually running the the middle-of-the-field type of routes. Could he be the key to making Matt Canada's offense finally splash with all of the weapons the Steelers currently have? You know, Benjamin, I I was this close to pulling out the DK translator here and trying to find if you had any intention with this question to ask anything other than, can we please just fire Matt Canada, fire Matt Canada, fire Matt Canada. But no, you actually took this somewhere and I'm impressed. I have looked at Thomas's history in college. It's not something that would blow you away. Uh, His resume in general is not something where you'd say, wow, this guy is just waiting his turn to become coordinator in the NFL. From the moment that hire was made, I got two senses. One was that Tomlin and Canada genuinely wanted someone else in the fold to have ideas and to look at existing ideas and have an opinion that meant something more than, uh, yeah, sure, Matt, that seems okay to me. What do I know? I'm a defensive guy. Or even if you're Mike Sullivan, the quarterback's coach who has a long ago history of some play calling, you're not going to feel all that comfortable. If you bring in somebody else that was just doing that job at the college level, You've at least got another set of ears, another set of eyes, uh, another brain involved in this. The other thing that I thought when he came aboard was, you know, the same thing you did. They weren't in a position to fire Canada at any point in the 2022 season because they had absolutely no one to take his place. They just didn't. Sullivan knew the playbook, but could Sullivan sit up there in a booth and call a game? The quarterback knew the playbook, but do you want the quarterback, in addition to every other pressure that he's facing as a rookie, to have that thrown onto his lap too? Oh, by the way, hey, Kenny, this Sunday, you're calling all the plays. Good luck, kid. Terry Bradshaw did it. You can do it too, baby. Go get him. It's just that wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. So what you had to do is prepare yourself for some sort of eventuality. So, no, right now at this phase where we've yet to hear from anybody realistically regarding Thomas and his role because the draft press conferences were all about the draft, the same goes when when Canada spoke, and Thomas wasn't one of the people that was made available, and you really need to see things in action, and that's not even going to happen. In OTAs. That's going to be something that you're saving, not even for the main mini camp, really. It's going to be closer to Latrobe or actual Latrobe when you start seeing that sort of thing in action. All I know about Thomas is that he will be the most popular man in Pittsburgh probably by around the second or third series of that opener that the Steelers are playing at Akershore Stadium against the 49ers. And no, I wasn't going to talk about the schedule today. What makes the schedule such a big deal? I don't get that. The only thing that matters out of a schedule is who you're facing. And they know that right away. They know that on the final day of the regular season. And nobody says like a thing about it. It's just a complete afterthought. But the night that they give out all the times and what order they're in, everybody's like, whoa, it's schedule reveal night. You already knew who all 17 opponents were. I I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody who tolerates daily shot of Steelers every day. I am going to have fun covering this football team this weekend, and I will have a lot of of stuff to share over the weekend in written form on DKPittsburghSports.com and, of course, right back here on Monday. Thanks so much for listening.